Welcome to the Early Retirement Show. If you are a longtime listener, thank you. And if you are new to the show, as a reminder, this show is dedicated to helping you retire early, otherwise known as the show dedicated to helping you understand what you have to do to be in a position where you are financially free, where work is now optional. So whether you are a few years out from retirement and you just want to know everything to prepare for that big date, or you're new in your journey and you want to get a head start on maximizing what you've worked so hard for throughout your life, this is the show for you. So we discuss everything from investments to taxes to insurance and everything that comes in between. So without further ado, let's go ahead and hop into today's episode. Welcome back to the show and we have a fun episode for you today. Today is about the five hidden tax savings opportunities you can do every year. And and by do, I mean look into doing. Of course, everyone might not make most sense for you, um, but if it does, then wonderful. Let's certainly save. We don't need to pay a dime more in taxes than we need to. So as you've all known in the past few episodes, I've been going through recent reviews and highlighting them. So if you have a review that you'd love to leave on the podcast app on Apple, please feel free to go ahead and do so. If you want to check out more content on YouTube, I'm, uh, I've got some exciting plans for that as well. So always continuing to grow and try to, to ju- make financial literacy a more common thing that we can all talk about. And so want to start this episode by just going over this recent review by Podcast Guy 9090909, which tells me he listens to a lot of podcasts, so I was um, well-received um, to hear this. So he said, this podcast changed my life. Ari continues to bring intelligent perspectives on all things personal finance and money management. Highly recommend to all. So that is a very, very nice podcast comment. Thank you, Podcast Guy 9090909. And I want to say that If you have a question that you want answered in a future episode, I love answering them. So please keep those questions coming on my website, earlyretirementpodcast.com. So let's now hop right in. What are those hidden tax savings opportunities that we should look at every year? Well, the first one that I want to consider is standard deductions versus itemized deductions. Now you might hear that and go, I am already lost. What is a deduction? What is a write-off? What does that even mean? And what it means is every single year, you have the choice of taking a standard deduction or an itemized deduction. Now what makes most sense? It's going to be whatever's the higher number. Plainly, that's it. Now to find that, it takes a few steps, but you certainly don't wanna be paying any more in taxes than you need to. And so you can either take a standard deduction if you are single, and there's a standard deduction of a higher amount if you're married and filing jointly. And so when you're looking at, hey, what does make most sense, it's going to depend on a few factors. Now, the first thing we look at is standard deduction versus itemized deduction. So what those numbers mean is let's assume that you are single today and you're wondering, should I take a standard deduction or should I itemize? Well, the standard deduction, if you're single, is $12,950, and the standard deduction, if you're married filing jointly, is $25,900. And so the question we ask ourselves, if an itemized deduction exceeds the standard deduction, those two numbers I just shared, then you are going to want to choose the itemized deduction. Alternatively, if your standard deduction is higher so the two numbers I just shared, then the itemized deduction, just go with the standard deduction. And most people have been doing that in recent 
past, but that's because they have increased that. And it doesn't mean that it's it's right for you. It means, hey, that's right for, for most people, or they're just not looking into it. Um, so an example of itemized deductions, you can bunch all of your itemized deductions, which is charitable giving and medical expenses and mortgage interest. And so there are so many different techniques to look at and what you want to understand is, are you being most efficient with that? You can look up a whole list of itemized deductions to see, based off of every single line item, will that number, if you're single, be higher than 12950 If the answer is yes, then do that. Same thing for married, finally, jointly. If you itemize all your deductions and determine it's higher than 25900 then you're going to want to do that. So they make it sound complicated, and it sometimes can be, but I just say, hey, can we, can we simplify this? If it's higher, then let's do that. We want to save as much as we can. The next thing with hidden tax opportunities is going to be prepaying medical expenses. Now, what I mean by that is medical expenses can be itemized but not just any medical expense, only expenses that exceed 7.5% of your gross income. So if your adjusted gross income is $100,000 and your medical expenses exceed $7,500, those are the expenses following that $7,500 that can be deductible. Now you might be saying, hey, Ari, what expenses qualify? There's so many different things when it comes to the medical field. And here are some examples. Unreimbursed doctor fees, home modifications, long-term care premiums, preventive care, prescription medication, glasses, contacts, hearing aids. Is there a medical expense that you know is coming? This is switching gears a little bit, but if you're able to keep all of your medical expenses within one year, if you know there's a big surgery or something coming up, well, you might be able to save a whole lot more in one year and it might make sense to itemize. So it's all about optimizing. When we're doing this, the reality is, will you be okay? More often than not, all of you will be okay, which is a great thing. But can you do better? Can you optimize your life? And in my opinion, you work so hard. Everyone works so hard. Maybe not everyone, but most people who, especially who are listening to this podcast, you work hard. You want to optimize your money. That's why we do this. It's because we want to make sure that every dollar is being accounted for. So the next thing that we look at from a tax standpoint is should you do a Roth conversion? If you are in retirement or a few years out from retirement and wondering what makes most sense, if your income has decreased and you're in a lower tax bracket, you may benefit from a Roth conversion. Now, quite simply, a Roth conversion, what that is, is you are intentionally paying taxes today so that you never pay taxes ever again on that money. You are moving money from pre-tax assets to after-tax assets, and that can be from a 401k to a Roth 401k, most notably from an IRA to a Roth IRA, and so that's what you're doing. Now, when does it make most sense? Well, in three situations really two that I'll talk about today, which is when you have lower taxable income, you're going to want to convert money into after-tax accounts. Now, when tax brackets are low, now that's something you have to make a judgment call on based off of research. But relatively speaking, tax brackets are low, and it's likely lower than it'll be in the future. Now, speak with your financial advisor, speak with your CPA, understand what makes most sense with your situation. But a Roth conversion might make a whole lot of sense if you are a few years out from retirement or you anticipate you are going to be in retirement in the next few years and you say, hey, I want to make sure I'm optimizing everything I'm doing, does a Roth conversion make sense, especially in years where income is low, 
before income comes back up again when RMDs, which are required minimum distributions, come into play, Social Security, maybe there's a pension, so moving parts there certainly. The next thing to optimize your tax situation is review your investment fees. An investment fee to an advisor, for example, used to be deductible. You may no longer deduct investment fees or tax preparation fees. So discuss with your financial planner your after-tax returns so you have a greater picture of, hey, what is your financial plan? Um, the next thing that we look at is optimizing retirement contributions. There are 401ks, there are brokerage accounts, there are health savings accounts, there are Roth IRAs, but what is best for your individual situation? Well, look at it this way. What is your goal? If your goal is to absolutely minimize taxes, a 401k can be amazing because if your salary is $100,000 and you say, I want to minimize my tax bill, if you contribute the maximum $20,500, it's not saving you that exact amount, but what it's doing is it's lowering your taxable income. So as opposed to paying taxes on 100,000, you are now paying taxes on 79,500, which is the full 100,000 minus the 20,500. So that's a great way to save on taxes. Now, if you say, you know what, Ari, that's not my goal. My goal is to grow my money best over the long term. A Roth 401k might make sense. A brokerage account might make sense. What if you want to retire early? Many people do. Well, a Roth IRA is great. A IRA is great. A 401k, these are great accounts with great tax benefits. But if we can't tap into them without penalty early, then what good are they? Well, they can certainly still play a role, they often do, but what is that right balance? So that's something that you wanna look into. So what makes most sense, and lastly, is, is charitable giving. Is Let's assume that you wanna do significant charitable giving. Well, charitable giving can be, one, just a wonderful thing, and it's, it's something that we wanna help optimize if you're certainly doing that. And if you're doing that giving, consider doing it from an IRA. If you are 70 and a half or older, you can consider giving to your charity directly from that IRA. So instead of taking the required minimum distribution and having that be taxable and then giving money to the charity, well, you're not really, you're helping the charity, but they might get a lower amount because you have to essentially take it out, have it be taxable and then give it to them. Well, let's create a win-win where you will take out the money but not take it out just normally, just from like a normal distribution, but you're gonna consider giving it to a charity directly from the IRA, then the, the charity benefits because they get a higher amount and you benefit because it helps fulfill the RMD. And so when that SECURE Act was passed, uh, that was at the end of 2019, I believe, it adjusted the RMD begin date from 70 and a half to 72, but it kept the qualified charitable distribution at 70 and a half. So if you are between 70 and a half and 72, you might want to give directly from your IRA to your favorite charity or church or whatever it is that you want to support. So tons of information here I know just on tax savings and ways to not you know ever get away from taxes. It's the goal is not to get away from it. It's to say no, we want to pay that, but how can we intentionally pay that without paying a dime more than we need to? So these are some tax saving opportunities in retirement that you're going to want to consider and even some things that you're going to start considering today as you prepare for that retirement no matter how far out that is. So that's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Early Retirement Show. If you have a question that you want answered in a future episode, you can always go to my website, Early Retirement Podcast. 
earlyretirementpodcast.com. That's earlyretirementpodcast.com. And you can go ahead and submit a question that I'll look to answer in a future episode. Thank you all for listening. Please do rate it, review it, and share it with someone who you think would benefit from this information if there's anyone out there that you know. I certainly appreciate it, and I will see you all each week. Hey everyone, quick disclaimer here. Please be smart about this, and before taking any action, consult with your tax planner or financial planner. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as investment, tax, legal, or other financial advice. It's for informational purposes only.